How are you? I'm glad you're back. Uh, today, I want to talk about something. And I want to talk about changing our lives, but not doing nothing about it. Wanting something different, but not really doing something about it to set something in motion. And you know what Einstein said? What insanity is? I'm sure you've heard about this before. Insanity. What is insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, that's um, pretty annoying. But doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. How can you expect a different result if you're doing the same thing over and over again? Maybe by chance. But then again, by chance, is it really by chance that something changed? Maybe you're doing something over and over again and the universe throws in something, you know, a little side kicker. And because they threw something in, now it changed. But that's not the point. The point is you, yourself. Think about it. It's insane. You can't keep talking to your spouse the way that you're doing in a negative manner and expect the relationship to get better. You can't keep going down the same road the same street, starting at the same place, ending at the same place, and expect to end up at a different location. If you want to go somewhere else in life, if you want something different in your life, then you need to do something different. And doing something different is scary. It scares us all because it, evol- it involves stepping out of our familiarity and out of our comfort zone. We're so programmed and so used to the same thing over and over again. We keep trying, we're hoping. Like, there was once this guy, he went to a bar and he saw this beautiful lady and no, it's, this is not the same story from the last podcast. But he went to the bar and he saw this beautiful lady. And he wanted to talk to her. He really liked her. But he just sat there every time he went to the bar. Because she would come there too for happy hour. Every day after work. Every day after work. And like he would in his mind get upset. Because he's like, okay, I'm sitting here. I'm showing up every day. Why are we not interacting? Why are we not hanging out yet? Why don't I have her phone number yet? Dude, you're doing the same thing every day after work. You're just sitting there. You're not getting up. You're not doing something different. At least wear something different. At least sit somewhere different, maybe closer to her. Or how about you just go up and say hi? 
And a lot of us, we don't realize that, but we want different results, but we want to keep doing the same thing. And we do the same thing to protect ourselves. It's our ego protecting our own self. That's why I really like the new book that I'm reading. Um, Hopefully I'll get into it um, in the future, but it's called The Power of Now. And it's so amazing. It's basically talking about how the past doesn't exist anymore. The future doesn't exist yet. All we have is now. Everything in the past are our thoughts. Everything in the future are our thoughts because we're hoping and, you know, we're hoping for a better future and we're reminiscing about the past. Those are all dreams. All we have is right now. And that's why a lot of us have anxiety because we're either thinking about the past, wishing, you know, we could do something to change the past or go back to the past, or we are ahead and we're hoping to be in the future. So what we're doing constantly, we're usually never here. We're never here right now. And that's what we're continuously like not being here. And I'm telling you, try being here for a little bit. That's why when you wonder uh, when you were a child um, how time seemed to mean so much, like your experiences seemed so much as a child now, as an adult, you are one place and then you look down at your watch and it's like three days later and you're like, what happened to the last three days? That's because you weren't living in the present. That's because you were living either in the past or sometime in the future. And I can guarantee you that you do that. We all do that. There's very few people that don't do that. And that's why a lot of people do meditate. Um, but another form of um, type of meditation is just bringing yourself back to the present. And I would like you to try it out. It's really, really hard, but it does ease your anxiety. Because the guy um, who wrote the book, um, why can't I think about his name? Hold on, let me think about it. Real, let me look it up real quick. Power. Um, oh yeah, Eckerd, um, I think he's German because he has a German accent when he's doing the audible. Eckhart, what's Eckerd Toll, T-O-L-L-E. Eckerd is E-C-K-H-A-R-T, last name Toll, T-O-L-L-E. Anyways, um, it's like a guide to spiritual enlightenment and what he said made a lot of sense to me. It's like, what is our identity? We don't really know our true identity. And our identity has been formed based on our past, our past interactions. You know what I mean? And then our identity lies in the future. So a lot of us are scared to give up our identity from the past, what we're used to, to try something new and different because it's scary. So a lot of people don't want to let go of the past. And if you don't let go, and what I'm saying, I'm not saying forget the memories that happened. You know what I mean? Like, think about it sometimes. You know, that's, that's why we have memories. But I'm saying, what is happening now? Like, try it. Try, 
Like, I, I try to do that, like, I since I've been reading this book. So I went, um, I tested myself. I was like, okay, I'm starting to have anxiety. Because I started having anxiety. Um, shit, I have anxiety every day. But um, I'm working on it. It's getting better. But I had anxiety. Like, all of a sudden, these thoughts come in my head. And I'm just like, okay, this is not going right. Or this is not going right. Or, oh, this is blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus on the present. There's no way you can really have anxiety if you are here right now. So I was in my bathroom, about to take a shower, and I was standing on the um, hardwood floors, and I was like, put my feet on the ground, and I'm like, okay. I started, like, being present with the ground. I'm like, okay, I'm here right now. Like, I'm, I'm panicking about what somebody might say in the future or, like, my YouTube posts that I want to post or my business or what family members or friends are going to say. Like, I'm panicking and it hasn't even happened yet. Like, I'm ruining my now for something that hasn't happened yet or probably may never even happen. And it probably won't happen if I don't align to that energy anyways. So I am usually not present. I'm not, I don't feel the floor on a daily basis. Maybe when your feet are on the carpet, you may quickly be like, oh, the carpet is soft. But then you go on with your life. Like people go on vacation at the beach and their, their mind is somewhere else. They may be at the beach and, you're in, and, you know, spending time with their family and their mind's at work. Or they're at the beach and their mind is like thinking, you know, they're on vacation. Oh, what are we going to do today after the beach? Like, only for a few seconds do we look at the ocean and are we like, wow, this is pretty, like, I'm here right now. That's very few times that we do that, or very few minutes. And this we do all day long, but it's a defense mechanism. It's, the, it's our ego trying to protect ourselves because we think we are our past. We think we are our experiences, but that's not who we are. Our soul is nothing based on our experiences. That's not who we are. We are a being separate from our issues. And that's what this book talks about. And I recommend you reading it because it talks about in order to heal pain. See, I've only been in chapter two and I learned so much. But um, in order to not feel pain or not give pain to anybody else, you need to separate yourself from the pain and look at the pain in the eyes of an observer and once you do that you realize that your pain the things that you went through is not you it's an experience but you have to feel it in your body you have to know where this anxiety is coming from where is this hurt coming from oh i'm being triggered um to talk to this individual or i'm being triggered with this job or when i go to this place why feel it feel it out but a lot of us we don't want to feel the pain we don't want to go there we just want to stay in the past or hope something great happens in the future but we're missing out on now if you're able to focus on just today at least or just this moment there is no anxiety. But and somebody asked, did ask him a question. Somebody was like, okay, what if I'm going some, through something really terrible now at this present? Okay, so what he said then was what you do if you are, like, is this really detrimental situation. Like, not, not, not a situation where, oh, something bad is going to happen. 
uh, hours from now or something. By the time when you're in the midst of a serious bad situation, what you first do is acknowledge the present, acknowledge the issue. A lot of us don't even want to acknowledge the issue. Once you acknowledge the issue and you know that this is happening now, you can actually do something about it. But like I said, I was trying to go into the shower and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I actually purposely took a shower because I was like, I'm going to like, just because I was feeling anxiety. My mind was going thousand miles per hour. I'm like, why is this not happening? Why is this person not contacting me? Like, why is this person mad at me? Like, I'm just trying to live my life and be happy and like all these thoughts. And I was like, okay, I just need to calm down, like seriously. So I need to just focus on right now. And plus, time is going by so fast. I'll tell you about the shower situation in a second, but time is going by so fast. Like, my son is getting older. I'm looking at pictures just from last year. And I'm like, I don't want to miss this. And I remember when I was a child, time did not go by so fast. Like, and then I, I, I see how children are. And the children, they're in the present. That's why I do believe God said the kingdom, you know, of heaven is like, you won't see it in Less you are like a child. Children are so pure, and I've mentioned this before. And children are like in the present. Children are not worrying about fucking tomorrow. That's that's something we learned. We taught ourselves that. And a lot of parents teach their children that too to worry and worry and worry worry worry. Where a lot of children are when they be, you know they become a dish conditioned to that. Like you're you know you're out somewhere at dinner. Oh, we're, don't worry. What, what what are these people gonna say? Oh, don't worry. What are we gonna do tomorrow for football? Blah, blah, blah. Nobody's enjoying the now um and another um there's another um excuse me it's like a, a spider or something what the heck um okay so i forgot what i was gonna say so let me go back to okay so i was like i'm gonna do this I'm, so i'm got to get a shower turn the shower on I get in the shower and I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm in the shower. My feet are on the tile. How's the tile feel? I'm here. But then within like literally 15 seconds, I'm thinking, I'm looking over that shampoo and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to get some more shampoo. And I'm like, then I start thinking and then my, my brain goes to like, oh, I wonder what hairstyle I should get. And then I'm like, nope, focus, focus again. And I'm like, I'm here. The water is on my on my back it's nice and hot i love hot showers feels so good it's relaxing like i'm here right now my, my, my problems don't freaking exist right now the future i don't know what's gonna happen um 20 minutes from now like i'm here right now the past doesn't matter past is gone like i'm here there is no anxiety right here and then <laughs> and then I, I, i'm like oh shoot like oh man like then, like, I think I, like, dropped the soap or something. I was like, man, if I was, like, in prison and I was a guy and I dropped the soap, you know, this this would not be good. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, my brain is just somewhere fucking, like, else. But it's it's a it's addiction. It's a habit. We're not used to bringing our mind back. Um, and that's why meditation is hard for a lot of people. Meditation is hard for me to think about nothing because I'm constantly thinking. So... I believe a way to practice meditation is doing this constantly every day. Even if you're only able to bring your mind here for 30 seconds, it's easy. I mean, it's easy. It will get easier more and more. So 
try it out. I'm not I'm not lying. Try and see how long can you be in the now without even thinking, what are you making for dinner? Or um, like then you look down at your nails and you're like, oh, I could actually, um, I need the nail clippers or something. Like your brain just wanders off. Like, no, you said you were going to sit here and enjoy the moment. Like even when you sit down with your child, your child talks to you, your mind is somewhere else. Don't don't tell me you're not. I mean, you may listen for like 30 seconds and then you're thinking about, shoot, man, I got to put the laundry up, man. I got to get my car washed. Um, like you're always thinking about what you're going to like the future. You're, you're not living. You're living in the future, the future that may never come. And that's what Jesus said. Like, stop worrying about tomorrow because tomorrow's never come, you know, and yesterday's gone. And it's, this is not one of those sayings where it's like, Oh, you know, do everything you can because you may die one day and you will regret, you know, being old. Yeah, that has a little bit to do with it, too. But it's reality. It's about how to fight now, how to live now. And how to enjoy, even if you are going through the most depressing situation in the world, the way you get out of that, even for a little bit, is to be in the present of what you're doing right now where you're sitting like if if you're depressed but then you go outside and you sit in the grass and the sun is shining on you what what's happening like right now okay the depression is going to come later depression was in the past but right now you're sitting on the ground your feet are touching the um the grass your hands are here the sun is on your face like what is happening right now and you don't even have to be outside to have a great situation like I was in my car driving and I'm like okay like my mind was just going everywhere because I was just testing it out I wasn't even thinking about anything negative I was just riding around and and, and I'm just thinking and thinking and thinking and talking to myself because like you know well are my mind is going like just going and then I'm like okay my hands are in the steering wheel I'm here right now I'm here I'm in my car I'm driving but then it hurt to do that. Like, it was painful. I was like, I don't even think I can go on another couple of minutes to realize that I'm sitting right here. Okay, I need to think about something else. Like, it was started to become, like, torture. I was like, I didn't know that was going to happen. I was like, okay, why is this torture? Why? Okay, I'm here. Like, this is my experience. Like, because I'm not used to this. I'm used to being off in some dreamland. And there's nothing wrong with manifest. When you manifest, you should create scenarios and stories in your mind for the future. I'm talking about living there 24-7 in the past or the future. Or in a scenario that doesn't exist. Most of us, some of us, are creating these like false situations in our brain based on um, the projection of what our childhood is showing to us. It's like you're watching a movie. Everything you're doing now is based on an experience in your past. Only because you let it be. Same for me. You can change. You can change right now. You can defy the definition of insanity at right now. And do something different if you want a different life. Start start um, realizing what you're doing. Start drinking uh, and eating your food. Stop stop. stop chewing your food down like a wolf and eating it so fast and you're not even enjoying the the flavor of the juices in your mouth and you're not even like feeling how the texture feels in your mouth and you may be like ew I don't want to feel the texture well maybe you're eating the wrong damn thing maybe you don't even like what the hell you're eating how would you know 
because you're eating it so fast. What if you ate something so slowly and you're biting into something? I don't know, whatever it is, a piece of chicken. Let's say you're biting in. This may sound gross, so I apologize. But let's say you're biting into a piece of chicken that's cooked and you're slowly chewing it and then juices come out. And then you're like, what the freak? It tastes disgusting. Like these juice coming out of this chicken, like tastes like a dead animal or I don't know. Or you may be like, this is amazing. These spices, these um, garlic and onions and this chicken. But it's like, you don't know if it's like really, really good or if it's really, really bad because most of us, we wolf down our food. And that means like literally eating so fast because we're some of us, including myself, have an addiction to food because the food, when we eat, it releases a chemical in our brain, the um, oxytocin, the feeling of love. And when we eat, it calms us down. That's why also the, the book club that I'm a part of, um, this book, The Power of Now, that was separate. Somebody uh, recommended it to me. But um, the book that I am started today is called... Um, EFT tapping and it's it's an emotional um what the heck is it called EFT emotional oh my gosh I lost my brain of thought give me a second um oh emotional freedom um technique and basically as um if you know about acupuncture we have like marit like there's certain like meridians in our um, body, which meridians are like energy points in our body. And a lot of um, where the in ancient um, medicine, which could be Chinese medicine, but like Ayurvedic medicine, like um, in India, they have different names. Um, I think they, they call it prana, the life force, but I'm not sure, 100% sure if prana is the same thing as the meridian points energy. I gotta look look at that but um don't want to lose my train of thought the so when we do when we do acupuncture and there's like sometimes there's it could be blocked energy especially at the ends of these like transit um places it's like a little not a tube but it's a line from one area to another and there could be a blockage and Therefore, if the energy is blocked, then sometimes we may feel blockage in our lives. And um, the EFT tapping, I used to, I've heard about it, you know, I am going to school for like counseling and things like that. And I've heard about it, but I really just thought it was just somebody just like, I don't know, you're training yourself to tap like some OCD stuff or something like I didn't really understand. I thought it was like, oh, conquer your fear. Let's tap three times. One, two, three. I can conquer my fear. Like I didn't understand that there was something like scientific and it was related to like acupuncture, acupressure and um, cupping and things like that, where, you know, with the needles, the acupuncture where the acupuncturist puts the needle in usually takes a small little 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 needle um and puts it in like these pressure point areas that are related to certain organs like they say like certain areas of your body are connected to other parts of your body so when they put pressure on it whether you touch it whether you suck on it with the cup suction cup which is cupping or a needle or you press down with your finger whatever it is it's supposed to clear that energy and allow you to um start healing in that area so 
there's this technique. I'm, I'm still in the beginning of the book, so I'm just throwing it out there so you guys can check it out. But um, it's supposed to help with like addictions, tapping, because what you're doing is instead of like going to acupuncture place um, to getting acupuncture, you're doing this by yourself. So supposedly people who had fibromyalgia, their, their, their pain was like healed within 10 minutes something uh somebody who has anxiety because what it is is a lot of us are in a fight or flight moment right because when something stressful happens especially years ago when a bear or something crazy was happening um and we had to survive it was either okay this situation like let's say a bear is coming to you and you got to figure out what you're going to do okay are you going to fight the bear or are you going to run for your life so either way your body releases this um, chemical called cortisol and with that chemical you are um and i believe it's a hormone but what what you do is you are able to um and it comes from the hypothalamus i think in the brain, the pea-like, uh, not pea-like, um, almond-shaped um, thing in your brain. But um, so let's say the bear was in front of you and you're, you're, you were thinking like, what should I do? Am I going to run? I'm going to fight. So you get that extra adrenaline rush plus um, like your body releases adrenaline plus the cortisol. And then you're like, whoa, um, I need this energy. I'm going to fight this damn bear. Okay, or I'm going to run the hell away. But the problem is these days with all this damn stress that we got going on in our lives, we're experiencing fight or flight like sometimes up to 10 times a day, that cortisol. And and, and that becomes dangerous too because we're actually can come to a point where we get adrenaline exhaustion. When you actually and you look that up, it's just like when your body doesn't even freaking produce anymore, like when your adrenaline is shot, like you're just, you can't, you're just in complete anxiety. Like you're just a freaking basket case at some point. I believe I was there. I was, I was so, so exhausted with a lot of things in my life, the relationships that I was in, like I was just completely in like adrenaline fatigue or whatever. So nevertheless, um, uh, so we're, we're having this happen 10 times a day to a point where our body just can't handle the cortisol anymore. And then we can't lose the weight because no matter how hard you work out, you know, unless you starve yourself, like completely starve yourself, but no matter how hard you work out, um, and you're dieting too, the body's holding on to the fat for survival. Why? Because your body is releasing cortisol because your body thinks you're in stress. I mean, yeah, you're in a, you are in stress, but they think that you are in survival mode. But no, you're just stressed about cooking dinner. You're stressed because of damn traffic, because that's how society is. You're stressed about social media. You're stressed because um, you don't know how to talk to your um husband or boyfriend girlfriend wife your kids are a hot mess like everything is just stress your job you don't even like your damn job are you doing it because you want money but then the job you're doing is stressful so you can't even enjoy your money and then it's just like you're losing money because you're so stressed out and you can't organize so it's like this stress hormone that we are constantly feeling in this society in 2022 it's like we're in a fight or flight constantly. And because we're doing that, our body, our hormones are just out of whack. 
and it's just not functioning properly anymore. So what happens is the guy gave an example of a lady who she had a fear of water at the swimming pool. Like even just the thought of going swimming, like her body thought she was in danger. She somehow related. I don't know if it happened as a child or parents, you know, made her afraid or experience happened as a child. Maybe she fell in the water. I'm not sure. But now she associates going swimming, being near a swimming pool, and even just the thought of going to a swimming pool into a, uh, like panicking and anxiety. Why? Because her body starts releasing these chemicals because it thinks it's in freaking danger and it's not. You can tell your body, oh, I'm not in danger, I'm not in danger. I mean, it may work for some time, but that. But if you want immediate release or, like, release forever, according to this book, which I'm going to try this month, and we'll see if it works, but it's supposed to retrain your brain. When you tap, you tap on certain parts of your body. It's not just any part of your body. You have to, like, literally know what body's connected i don't know like where like maybe a certain place on your chin is connected to anxiety then um courage is somewhere else addiction if you're trying to quit smoking or if you're trying alcohol whatever it is is it's a different part of your body you know so you would have to look into that and i'm not sure exactly where to look it up um but i'll definitely um let you know some resources once i figure out the resources myself but nevertheless when you do tap Let's say you're like the lady. She started. She started having. She started bringing up the thoughts of anxiety. I mean, she's yeah, anxiety of the pool of swimming. And then she started. Um, she started the tapping the right place. She started tapping, and then what? What she was doing when you tap, you're like rewiring your brain somehow. The meridians, the energy, is it scientific? This is not just some hocus pocus stuff um there's actually a lot of research um scientifically about this but somehow when she taps when she has that thought she rewires her brain so then in the future when she thinks about the pool or goes near the pool her body won't think it's in danger she's trained her body to be in danger we've trained our body to be feel like we're in danger to when we have to apologize some, to somebody or we think we're in danger when somebody's being nice to us in a relationship but we're so creeped out because of our trauma and our past that when somebody's nice to us we think that they're evil and we 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 are comforted and we like being around like negative shit because that's what we're used to what we think we want it but we don't really want it but we're comfortable where we're at so it's like we need to retrain ourselves. It could happen for anything. If you're fear of flying, you can do that fear of flying. You can tap yourself. You can, um, like I said, a smoking, addiction. The addiction part, I haven't, I haven't gotten to that part yet. But then again, our, our obsessive thinking. Now I'm thinking maybe I can use a tapping to try to come back into the now, like being focused um on the present like and that's where the term mindfulness come from like being mindful of now yes buddha did talk about that a lot and jesus did too it's just that there's not that many scriptures of jesus talking about it it, it doesn't mean that jesus wasn't talking about it it's just that whoever wrote the bible didn't really mention it in detail but those were some really important parts that he talked about about being in the present and 
like focus like you know your father like like wasn't there a scripture where jesus said um today and don't worry about no don't worry about the food or clothes you have tomorrow just doesn't like the father feed the birds or the flowers or something or the bees or something i don't remember you know he 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 takes care of the animals he feeds them every day isn't he gonna take care of you like don't worry about tomorrow like how are you gonna pay your bills like god got you you know so and the buddha talked a lot about that as well and there's other um people from um religion religious um i don't even know what it's called other people who talked about it i'm sure muhammad and in, in, in the um quran talked about it i'm not i'm sure he did i don't know because i haven't um i haven't dived into that dove into that whatever how to say that but there's so many and it, it doesn't have to be biblical like people just it's just science it's coming in it's coming to the point where science is um, understanding this being in the present but what does that have to do with doing the same thing over and over again it has to do with many things because if you're going to continue being afraid if you're going to continue um going down the same road and then but you want to go somewhere else then your life is not going to change. And all we need to do is small little steps. Small little steps can transform us and can also create new habits. There's a book. Um, oh, my goodness. Healthy Habits. Now i got to look it up on my phone. Give me a second. Um. Uh, where is it? Let me go to the library. I have the book. It was a while ago. Oh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah, you should check that out. That's a really good um, book. It tells you about, it's called Atomic Habits. It's it's by basically talking about like, like how small little habits can actually be something really big in your life. Um. And even if you think it's stupid, like something really small as making your bed every day can make major changes for how you feel and confidence and how clean your house can be. Um, so. Yeah, um, so I'm going to leave it at that with the words to encourage you to do something different. It, it completely makes sense. Like, you can't keep baking cakes and hope that one day it's going to turn into a steak. Like, you need to buy the ingredients that you need to cook a steak or go buy some meat. Like, you can't keep buying the flour and the eggs and the oil, sugar, all that for the cake that you're baking and wish that's going to turn into a um, steak. Like, literally. 
Like, you can't want to have an amazing relationship, but are not doing the work to change, or you are staying in an unhealthy relationship, a toxic situation based on what society says, even though you're dying inside slowly and unhappy because of fear, instead of doing something about it, even if it's really small, if it's really like you, you want to get out of a relationship and it's really toxic and you don't know how to get out, okay, do something small. It will boost your self-esteem. Like something small could be just browsing different apartments or looking for a job or getting a, going to a support group for for um, toxic relationships, like anything, like doing something different. You will get a different result because either the, your environment will change or you your mind will change, your body will change, you know? So um, think about that. Think about that. Think about doing something different, whether it's literally even driving a different way home. And uh, what I used to do, I haven't done it in a while, but I used to, I, I'm right-handed, but I think I'm ambidextrous. I think I can use both because, um, you know, in society, schools, they, they hand us, and even parents, we hand the pen or the pencil to a child in your right hand automatically, assuming that they are right-handed. So we don't, we would never know unless they are truly left-handed, you know, and then the kid may take it to the left side. But our brain works completely different when, when we function and think differently depending on what side of our body that we use the most. That's why there's literally this color therapy for, for, for counseling, for therapy, issues, trauma, PTSD, for um, drawing with your left hand. And also some um, psychologists or psych and psychiatrists, they, they work with other clients. It's kind of like if you want to know your true self, ask yourself a question and write the answer with your left hand. It's going to activate the right side of your brain completely different. It's more of our like artistic side, I believe so, because it is the opposite. Um. Um. Yeah, that's what they say. I mean, um, right side, feelings, visualization, imagination, intuition, rhythm, holistic thinking, arts, left-sided brain, thinking in words, sent sequencing linear thinking mathematics facts logic so that's why um a lot of people are especially in school they're very you know fact-based logic and, and things like that because i believe that you know i don't know if it's society government whoever just giving us the pencil in our right hand and we're training that part of our brain yes we do use both parts of our brain but there is a theory, not everybody believes that, but it's a theory that we use one side of the brain more than we use the other side. But you will see, you can train your, if you don't feel like you're artsy enough, or if you are 
want to be more creative start doing things with your with your left hand even if it feels uncomfortable like start writing pick up your glass next time instead of using your right hand use your left hand start drinking um, with your left hand um it will release different emotions in your body like your brain will be activated and um you'll start having more like holistic thoughts and your intuition you can wake up your intuition um if you wash your body you know holding like the loofah or whatever in your right hand use your left hand brush your teeth with your left hand you know um more predominantly even if it's just a few minutes a day you'll you'll see some changes um but i be i i I believe in that stuff. So, um, I'm going to leave you with this um, from the five-second rule from Mel Robbins. And sometimes we and we need courage to do this stuff because it's not easy. It's not easy even if nobody else is in the room. Like, it does. we don't need courage all the time. We think, like, okay, we need courage to be around other people. No, sometimes we need courage just to even be by ourselves some of us talk to people we some people need courage to even look in the mirror some people don't like to look at themselves because there's this thing and i haven't done it yet but um <laughs> the other book recommends it um that i was reading um gosh i've been reading so many books lately the names i mean i remember the content it's just like the names of the book um miracles i don't know what the heck I forgot the name of the book, but um, hold on, let me look it up. It's on my phone. Positively Wealthy by Emma Mumford. So, and she was talking about um, taking, you know, doing affirmations in the mirror, but also doing mirror work where you're literally looking at yourself naked and like saying positive things about you, which kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but I want to try it because they say you get some positive results. Um, courage. Like, I was talking to somebody, and they were like, yeah, when I get out of the shower, I run past the mirror. I'm like, what the heck? And then some people may be listening to this and like, oh, I love my body. Okay, great. Okay, and some people may get surgery. You know, some of us haven't gotten surgery, you know, and we're not where we want to be, you know. And maybe some people, you know, their coping mechanism is getting surgery versus just looking at yourself and talking to yourself and loving your natural body but whether you get surgery or not this is not the point like this is not the conversation the conversation is shoot like i'm saying like you may still yeah you may have surgery but you look at your face and you may still not like your body you may not like the scars that you got or now you feel like a barbie like now you're like hard like you're not as soft as you used to be like like your butt and, and you're like shit like why did i do this i don't know or you haven't worked out in 20 years and you have like, I don't know, fat. Or um, maybe you're a woman and you don't like your breasts. Or maybe you're a guy and you don't like the size of your whatever. <laughs> I'm going to say package. That sounds so stupid. Whatever, your, your private area. You don't like the size of it. Okay, look at it. Talk to yourself. Like, I don't know. I, I haven't done it. If y'all do it. Let me know how that goes. But um, so Mel Robin, five second rule. She wrote what courage. Um, she has a definition. Courage is the ability to the ability to do something that is difficult or scary. Stepping outside of your comfort zone, sharing your ideas, speaking up or showing up. That's courage. Standing firm in your beliefs and values. And some days 
getting out of bed. It takes courage. Trust me, I know. Sometimes we want to, sometimes we pretend, especially the people that are the loudest, like, and always talk about themselves, they have, like, the least courage. They have to do all this flamboyant crap to get noticed. Courage to be alone for, like, a few weeks. Like, not just because a ghost is going to get you, but alone because you don't want to feel lonely. Courage to go into work and you hate that job. Courage to tell the freaking gang people or whoever the heck you're dealing with that's negative being like I'm out I'm not doing this shit anymore courage to tell your kids positive things because you think that if you tell them positive things or are nice to them then they're just gonna be um take advantage of you you know like I said courage to look at yourself courage to go to the gym and you don't want to go because you know your body is not where it is and you're worried about what other people think like, it's just we courage. And how do we get courage? It starts by doing something different. Because whatever you're doing now ain't working if you ain't got the courage all around. Because where you may have courage in one place, don't boast. Because you may lack somewhere else where somebody else may have courage. Just because you're a great bodybuilder, you may not have the courage to cook a great meal. Or maybe you're afraid of public speaking. But you're a great bodybuilder. But somebody else is great at public speaking, but they're, they haven't been to the gym or haven't really taken care of their body or they don't really know like what to do. That doesn't mean one person's better than the other. It just means we all need courage. It would be great we can all support each other, but our world, I don't know if we will get to that point. All right, so peace, love, and light, my friends. Talk to you next time.